0: You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Right now, it's, just, it's kind of an all-out effort to keep my employees sane, keep my client happy, and, and try and give them some sort
1: of relief. That was Richard Prinzi. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Hope everyone is feeling good, staying healthy, fit, and busy. You may have noticed over the past few weeks, I've been adding more conversations and increased the frequency of episodes of Marnie on the Move. I'm trying to bring everyone up to date with experts in health, fitness, and business with an emphasis on COVID 19. As you know, most of my conversations are at the intersection of business and wellness i am definitely shifting my content towards bringing you important insight and awareness but don't worry i will also continue giving you content that's light fun and inspiring my apologies for the sound quality as everything is remote in these quarantine times i am working on an audio solution for coming months but for now i am recording my conversations on calls with my guests I hope you enjoy on today's episode i sync up with my accountant richard prinzi on how to navigate small business loans grants and unemployment for self-employed in the face of this global economic pandemic many of my listeners and friends have reached out asking me all kinds of questions so i reached out to my accountant rich prinzi who's been sending out all these really awesome emails helping his clients navigate for 25 years richard prinzi has specialized in working with entrepreneurs consultants, freelancers, and small businesses in the entertainment industry and other creative industries. His focus has been on self-employed professionals, whether you're an entrepreneur, a consultant, a freelancer. Richard Prinzi is a CPA, financial advisor, and the founder of F-Sharp Tax Management, Actors Taxes, Professional Tax Alliance, and Limelight Production Management Services. He has offices in New York, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to your app, scroll through the 115 episodes. Yup, 115. And click on five stars, click on write a review, tell me what you love. If you have questions for Rich, or want to get on his email list, hit me up on direct message or email, marnyonthemove one at gmail.com. And of course, before we get started, I want to thank my sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality, CBD-infused products, Their CBD balm is off-the-charts amazing, and I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you are sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website madritual.com and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am so appreciative. And thank you so much for sending out all those great emails with how to navigate for small businesses and self-employed individuals in these economic times.
0: Oh, my pleasure. I spent 25 years working with the self-employed, being self-employed, independent contractors. So that's pretty much the prime focus of my career. We work under Professional Tax Alliance has been my main name. I I have several brands, depending on the market. Uh, We do reality television out of Actors Taxes in New York. Vegas is F-Sharp Tax Management, which is our our music industry specialty. And in L.A., we do a lot of work, Professional Tax Alliance, for the independent film industry. Most of the clients I work with are self-employed. And they are usually in the entertainment, or creative fields, or service industry.
1: Tell me a little bit about what you do and the services that you've offered throughout the years. You said twenty-five years.
0: I've been doing this for twenty-five years. Yes, and we recently, only a couple of years ago, developed a, a software package that kind of addresses that specifically. So what what you do is, if you you know for for what's becoming a declining monthly charge and getting the cost down as the volume grows is you you just log into my site or we send you an email with a link and you log into your credit cards and and your business, you know, checking account and it it automatically pulls all the information. It's kind of the same way PayPal and Venmo work. You know, we we get like a very secure login and then they, they send us the information transactions clear. And we we run those numbers through our database that I developed and, It produces financial statements, tax returns, pretty much everything small business, self-employed person would need to comply with the laws and take care of their obligations as a a self-employed person. The site is called GoJusto. GoJusto is Latin for Go Freelance. It's really designed for people who are not W-2 employees. although it brings value to them as well we haven't launched the site officially yet because right now it's only available to my existing client base there's still there's support that needs to be done so one of my fears and and probably soon to be one of my hopes is once we launch it publicly we'll have tons of people taking advantage of it but right now my practice is only big enough to handle so so many people and my clients as you're one of them, and you've done this before. you know My clients are very generous with their recommendations. So I pretty much almost double my business every year just on client referrals alone. It's been that way for 10 years.
1: That's awesome. That's a good thing to have. How did you get into this field?
0: My fault is a CPA.
1: Okay. So it's in the family. Where'd so you grow up?
0: It's kind of a family business. I grew up in Staten Island, New York.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. I can hear as the
0: accent. <laughs> yes, yeah, the <laughs> accent gives me away all the time. I spent several years on the partner track at the White Touche, you know, working for clients like Bear Stearns, Merrill Lynch, a bunch of larger J Crew, popular club plan, all these bigger bigger companies. So I, I kinda grew up on the corporate side of of the accounting world, which is what is unique in my situation because when I came out of the corporate world and decided to go out on my own, most accountants or CPAs they learn and they grow their their knowledge base on the individual tax side. So I came out of the corporate tax world, and then kind of just developed the individual side. Even individual side is fairly simple, uh, in in our in our terminology in our world.
1: Right. Corporate taxes are way more complicated.
0: They're more complicated, but you know it's also way more generous. Right. So I you know most of the clients I work with have been incorporating either S corps or LLCs, and And taking advantage of the corporate tax code, which was never designed for them. The corporate tax code was designed for, you know, IBM and and big corporations. Uh, It was never designed for access for regular people like us. But what happened is, is over the, over the years and the, and the internet is a big factor here too. The cost of incorporating and the cost of preparing tax returns and, and doing bookkeeping has dropped dramatically over the last. 10 years. So now it's pretty much available to anybody. And once GoJusto launches, you either, it'll practically be free to open up a corporation. If you're freelance, if you're self-employed, and you're working under your social security number, you're, you're not taking advantage of the opportunities available to you.
1: What are the that's, opportunities that's what, available if you're self-employed and you're working under your social security number?
0: Well, typically, I, currently right now, if you're making between thirty dollars to $50,000, you should be having a conversation with your accountant about incorporating you know the, the problem i've seen is that not a lot of accountants are very keen on on incorporating people if They think it's cheaper and simpler to do personal returns that's what they they know uh, but if you're filing a schedule c if that means anything to anybody the schedule c on your personal return is, the, is probably the worst way to file taxes it puts you in a much higher audit pool and it also There's no risk protection and you don't have access to the corporate tax code, right? So the corporate tax code is about as generous as it can possibly be. And it even got better in 2018. Nobody is ever on on the news complaining about people getting great tax breaks. They tell about the corporations get all these big tax breaks. So every time they update the tax code, they kind of stick it to individuals and, and individuals meaning like W-2 employees, mm-hmm. and they make it more generous for corporations. Right? I mean, they just changed the corporate tax code, caps out at 20% now, and they and they and they made that available to people who filed that that Schedule C I just referred to, right? Which is your 1099 freelance right. people. So that does, so that does kind of flow through to them. Corporations mm-hmm. can write off pretty much anything, right? The, the tax code was designed where for corporations keeping in mind that corporations have shareholders, they have officers, they have directors, they have employees. If all of those people are, are okay with paying off particular expense, the IRS doesn't really need to double check them so much. So, so, so they don't, there's no reasonableness test. There's no percentage of personal versus business use. All of those things are only individual tax codes. And I found that many, many accountants that are trained traditionally We'll apply those laws to corporations, but they, they don't need to be. Like, you don't have to be necessarily reasonable in, in a corporation. If, if the company wants to rent you a 50,000-square-foot you know, office uh, with fish tanks, they can do that, and they can write off the rent. You personally couldn't do it, but you, you can absolutely do it in the corporate world. I mean, if you want to walk to your meeting across the street or fly a 40-person helicopter, you can do that too.
1: And it's covered right, so, by if you're a corporation, that's and, covered as an expense. But if you're and, a person, and it's and not many, <laughs> in
0: many ways in many ways, corporations can deduct that stuff, and individuals can't. right. Now, most people aren't making the kind of money where those those kind of deductions come into play. but the the typical personal trainer or self-employed person, producer, freelancer, whatever, they can still take advantage of these very generous, deductible laws. You can run these numbers through a corporate return, and then you keep your personal return kind of as plain and vanilla and simple as possible because most of the audits come on the personal side. It's very rare that a corporation making under $10 million in gross income is going to get audited. So,
1: Individuals who are freelancers should set up S-Corp for themselves if they're making over a certain amount of money. And then they're able to get the same benefits as a corporation with 500 people or or more. Or more, more, absolutely. It's it's the
0: same tax code. So, you know, I mean, if you think of in the news recently, there's been stories about like Amazon and FedEx and, you know, and they made $20 billion in profits and paid no tax. Like that, they didn't cheat. They follow the law, right? So, you know, if they can do it, so can you. But that's what I'm, I'm just kind of suggesting that if you are going to be freelance or self-employed, or, you know, if you're not going to be a W-2 employee and leave these responsibilities up to the companies that pay you, then you should, you should take the time to, to manage this stuff yourself. And, and if, when I say take time, this is a 20-minute a, a year phone call with me. It's pretty much. Well,
1: you we have to incorporate.
0: Yeah, we we set up we probably set up about 20 corporations uh, a week nationwide for for our new our new clients coming in or clients that have gone freelance.
1: And you do this for a lot of musicians and actors and professionals in the entertainment industry.
0: Yeah, we don't really work with any A-list celebrities, but we we work with everyone that, that works for them. Producers, directors, audio, sound.
1: How did you get into that industry?
0: Well, when I came out on my own and I was out there looking for new business, which is what the main source of your time is when you're self-employed, right? I ran into a, a fellow colleague who had graduated uh, with me. and He had bought a practice that had it was very entertainment-based. It was actually this the practice was actually started in MTV's conference room. That's where he used to work every tax season, he was sitting in the conference room until MTV got too big and the lawyers threw him out of there. And he needed some help with figuring out how to make that process better. So I came in to help him with that, and then it just took off from there. And once you start to, it's a, it's a relatively small industry. Once you once you get a reputation in that industry, it's 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 almost hard to not work with new people.
1: Yeah, we met through someone that recommended you to me in the entertainment industry, which was who was one of my clients for many years.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the story for every one of my clients.
1: I think the same goes for any freelancer that you're you're giving this advice, you know, before I asked you how you got into your industry of specialization.
0: Right. And that's the funny part about it is it doesn't matter what you do to make money if you if as as long as you're not being paid on a W2 everything I do is going to work for you Um, right I happen to have a lot of people in entertainment just because they they keep sending their friends in you know that really wasn't a specialty there's really nothing special about it there are some things that they can deduct that most people can't right you you, you go to the movies and you're and you're a director or a producer you you can write that off
1: right Like Um, I try to write um, off my fitness clothes every year (laughs)
0: yeah yeah but there's a lot of things that, that you can write off depending on your industry. I mean, if you're a personal trainer, you can write off your gym membership, right?
1: Right.
0: What we, what we typically set up are, are like, uh, production companies. Right? So production companies can write off hair and makeup and, and clothing and all that other stuff You know, if you follow a couple of basic rules. But if you're small enough, those rules don't mean anything to you. If you have a production company and you're working out of your house, and you're you're buying clothing for on air performances or or, you know, hair and makeup for on air performances. But the, the key is like the, the production company has to have to keep the clothes. You can't take can't give. George Clooney can't take his suit home. He has to leave it at the production company, right? Right. But if the production company is working out of your house, is that really a problem? No. Then, you know, these are the kind of laws that you know we can take advantage of. And being smaller, it makes it makes the restrictions so insignificant that most people don't even know about them.
1: You've been sending out all these really great emails, helping your clients navigate in the current economic climate, from small business loans and grants to freelancers, consultants, and unemployment insurance. I'd love for you to share this with my listeners. So maybe you can share some tips and advice.
0: Uh, I'd I'd be happy to. That's pretty much all I do all day long. I've been sending out emails, which is very unusual for me, as you know. I don't send out mass emails. The information is valuable, and people need to know it. And it's, uh, it's an unusual time, so we do unusual things. It kind of breaks down like this. For the first time ever, the freelance self-employed world can get unemployment. The problem with it is, is the, the unemployment is being dispersed from the federal government to the states, through the state unemployment system. So you have to apply to your state for unemployment. Now most states, I would say, virtually all the states, have not updated their system to accept freelance unemployment. The attachment I sent on the last email from New York was one of the one of more creative ways that uh, I saw them do it because New York decided I'm not going to change the system. I'm just going to tell you how to how to trick the system into thinking you know getting your information in all those big red arrows and, and just don't fill this out and put this info in there. I thought it was a great PDF. You can share my emails and, and anything attached to it, anybody that you want.
1: You know, if anybody wants that and they don't see it anywhere in my show notes or in our Instagram or anything and you want to see what Rich is sending out, I can, I'll can. i happily forward it to you if you DM me or email me at MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com.
0: So I've been, I've been running through. I have clients in every state, so I've been running through, like I said, did last a week or so ago, I've been trying to run through states, call the Department of Labor, figure out how they're going to handle it, and provide as much information as I can to people. The, um, like in Nevada, for example, I think it was yesterday or the day before they put another a little checkbox on that says, "Are you self-employed?" You check the box, and and they just let you throw numbers in there. But the key is, the state unemployment is is based on your income and. It's, you know, for, for people who are self-employed, they're not going to get a lot of money from the state. But the federal government, what they did is they said, everybody's getting 600 bucks a week. So $600 a week per person, it doesn't matter if you were making a million dollars or you were making $200. Right. So for a big chunk of this country, they're getting a raise.
1: Right. right.
0: Now, now, getting the money is the hard part because the unemployment offices are completely overloaded. And and unprepared for this, which understandably. The best advice I can give people is apply, get go online and apply. Even if you get denied, you is this New York or date.
1: anywhere? This just everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Just, just, everywhere. just, just go every, onto every your unemployment
1: state. and apply for unemployment. Even go if it on, doesn't make sense and the form is confusing, just do it.
0: Yes, even if you get denied, at least you establish a date that you requested unemployment,
1: mm-hmm. and that's
0: important. In, in most states, that you have to request unemployment first. And that doesn't start until you request it. Now the federal money is going to be retroactive. So <clears throat> the only people so far that I've that I've spoken to personally that have received the six hundred dollar payments are people who were already on unemployment. Right. So if you if you were getting you were getting unemployment money in January, you've gotten your six hundred bucks already. People who are applying they're they're all starting to dribble in now uh, because the state system is designed to make you you know you have to wait a week before you can even apply. And that usually takes about a week to get your, you know, to get your benefits.
1: So the CARES Act is what made the $600 a week per person possible for people who are self-employed or freelancers. Okay. They're now unemployed. Got Mm -hmm. it. And then there's, um, so that's
0: that's the first thing I'm telling everyone to do. Get, create your account on unemployment. You might not get paid right away, but at least it establishes the date and then it starts the process. So God. unemployment is step one.
1: Right? Okay.
0: Pretty much for any anyone that's that's never thought about getting unemployment before, this is the time to get it. Because if you qualify for maximum benefits in New York, that's like I think five hundred and four dollars, and you add six hundred to that, it's 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 enough to get by on for a little while. You know, eleven hundred bucks is going to cover at least you know your basic bills. Most most people. If they call their landlords or their mortgage companies are getting forbearance on their loans, mortgages and rents.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel um, like everyone is doing that. That's been sort of the climate, at least here in New York. And I just had someone on the podcast talking about real estate and what landlords are doing. And that's one of the things that everyone is kind of in a holding pattern.
0: Some landlords are, are doing the right thing, and they've been doing the right thing from day one. All the big banks are absolutely doing the right thing. I mean, my one client called Chase, they have an automated system now. You just basically press a button, type in your social security number, and you get a 60-day forbearance. All right, so you, you don't need to talk to anybody anymore. There's always going to be those landlords that are going to slip eviction notices under your door if you're late by a couple of days. But quite frankly, the courts aren't open, and they're not allowed to evict you anyway. And if they even if they wanted to evict you, there's nowhere to go to evict you, of course, you're closed. there's really nothing that uh that they can do anyway, so you know might as well just be cool about it. They don't have to pay their mortgage, so they don't really need the rent money right now so it's it should all trickle down, but so if you're not paying all all of the bigger basic bills things and all that stuff, uh the eleven hundred bucks should at least get you by a little, for a while
1: so that's what people need to know about unemployment is. To If if somebody is unemployed and they're looking to get unemployment insurance, they can go to the unemployment website for the state. They sign up and fill out the forms, and then they follow the directions. If it's in New York, you have to call them. As long as you file the form and it's in the system, there's a record. And for unemployment...
0: Whatever the state will give you, the federal government's going to add six hundred bucks to it, and and it'll be dispersed through the state. So you don't have to do anything with the federal government for unemployment purposes.
1: Now, there's also a stimulus that is being offered. Can you tell me more about that?
0: Sure. The stimulus is twelve hundred bucks per person, five hundred bucks per, per child, and it's and they and it, what it is is it's an advance on your 2020 uh, tax credit. So it's a tax credit. It's not going to have any effect on your 2020 refund or, or allocation, it's, it's, a, it's an, it's an actual, you know, grant, right? So it'll be reconciled in 2020 when you do, do 2020 taxes. But what they're offering is they're giving everybody the money now, obviously you need it now. They're doing it based on your 2018 tax return. If 19 wasn't filed yet and they're using the routing and account number there. And if you didn't file, if you didn't file a tax return and if you're on social security, they're going to use that routing account number because the government's already paying those people, so they're just going to add money to it. And if you did just didn't file taxes because you didn't get around to it, I work in the touring industry; they, they typically file every three years. But you know, those there, there's going to be a website. It's going to be a, a portal on irs.gov that you can go on, put in your routing account number and social security number, and then and then they'll direct deposit it that way. Okay. If all else fails, you will eventually get something in the mail that will tell you how to. You don't have to file for it at all. It's going to be given to you regardless of your tax situation. So if you haven't filed taxes in a few years, don't panic. You're going to get the stimulus money. You know, the, the, so what I would suggest people do is just check in on IRS.gov and be really careful. You, you'll notice in my, in my email. Yes, you I said that there's not, all kinds of scams out there. Like 20 times. Yeah, the, the scammers are coming out of the woodwork right now. If you're not if you're not on a .gov website, don't give them any information. Because <laughs> like, I can guarantee you, there's going to be a hundred .irc .govs and, and everything else that are going to say, "Hey, give me your running account number, um, and social security number, <laughs> and date of birth." Right? So be careful. I, I, I emphasize in my in my emails to not to go to the .com. So stick to .gov.
1: Got it dot govs are essential. Before we move on to SBA and small business, freelancers who file as individuals, the tax filing deadline has been extended, correct?
0: Yeah, April 15th is the individual. So if you're not incorporated, yeah, you can you can do it on April 15th, which now the federal government has moved to July 15th, actually right, so spread out the time to file. Right. But not all the states did. So you've got to be careful, depending on the state you live in, even, even if... The state extended the time. Like some of the states gave us an extra third. Some didn't give any, like New Jersey. Some of them gave 90 days and they followed suit with the uh, uh, federal government to July 15th. But the difference is the federal government is not going to charge you penalties or interest. Right, First time ever that they've, that they've waived interest. And But the states are still charging interest.
1: What now about the city? Most of them have
0: waived penalties. The city is going to charge you interest. I'm recommending to all my clients that we at least file an extension. And if you typically owe money, you might want to consider paying it to the, you know, state and city habit, have it. And, yeah, you're going to pay interest for it. You can pay it later on, but, you know, you have to consider the interest rate. You know, not, not everybody is in dire straits for cash right now. There's right. plenty of people that have the money, they can pay it, but they're looking to gain the system a little bit and take advantage of it. So don't pay your federal taxes for an extra three months. Keep the right. money in your investment accounts and make money. But on the state side and city side, most people are choosing to pay if they can afford to.
1: For anyone who has to, you know, who's a business, they've already filed, hopefully, or filed extensions for March 15th. Yes. And so the government is looking at your 2019 returns for all the unemployment, for the loans, for the grants. But if you didn't file for 2019, are they looking at, they're looking at 2018 also?
0: Yes. And if you're one of those people who didn't, yeah, they're going to look at 2018 or 19 if it's already processed. If, if you haven't filed a return in five years, you know, they'll mail the letter to your last known address at the IRS office. Okay. For the stimulus money. Got it. So, you know, my recommendation is file. You have time now. You know, what else are you doing? You're sitting home, get your tax stuff together and get it to your accountant. You know, this is a great time to do this.
1: For people who have businesses and employees, there is a paycheck protection program. How does that work?
0: So you got stimulus, unemployment, and then the next realm is the is the SBA loans, right? and grants, right. So SBA, and and you can go to sba.gov, and and all of this is kind of detailed there. But what I typically recommend you do is pretty much everybody we're talking about, yeah, should go to sba.gov and and, and file uh, disaster relief loans, right? Because on disaster relief loan application, there's a button a box that you check that says, yes, I want the $10,000 grant, right? So if you're approved and, and how it's supposed to work is you apply for the disaster relief and within three business days, you get a check for, for you know, up, up to 10 grand, depending on what you get approved for, uh, what, what they think they'll approve you for.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I've been through, I've been through Katrina and Sandy with mm-hmm. clients, and I've never once seen that happen, and and it hasn't happened this time either. The,
1: like uh, in terms of getting the money, just, or it, yeah,
0: in in three in three days. So what they're doing is they're giving you what's a forgivable loan. And now, forgivable is a dangerous word because it doesn't mean it's going to be forgiven. It means it could be forgiven uh, if you follow certain rules. But the, but the the point of the matter right now is apply. Like get in there and apply. Get get in line, basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and if you know if you're a freelancer making you know 5 grand a year and on a schedule C and maybe you have a day job on your W2 go apply you're not going to get a lot but you might get something we don't know uh, this is a new administration how they disseminate this money is, is unknown cuz it really hasn't happened yet the people who are getting money so so far have been people that have relationships with their banker and they basically went to the banker and said hey I'm going to supply for the SBA loan and the banker advances the money. The most of this money has not been dispersed yet, and they're already in their second round. They put, I think, three hundred and fifty billion into the SBA, and they're and they're doing another two hundred and fifty billion as we speak. I'm actually watching it on the scroll on the bottom of my television.
1: Wow. They're, okay, that's they're great. Getting,
0: they're getting the they're getting the approval for that as we speak. Um, that that's a lot of money. It's not not enough to cover every freelancer in the world or a small business, but they'll, they'll go back and get more if they need to.
1: Yeah, and I know people whose restaurants were decimated and whose retail stores have been decimated yeah. and who have, you know, businesses with employees and they're, you know, they can float it for a little while, but, you know, it's for those types of people who oh yeah also, you know, needs to start thinking about how are they going to pay their employees or not.
0: Right, and know, and you know, you have to understand too, though. It's it's a little bit about being patient, right? Yes. It's not going to happen overnight. But you know, there's nobody that that could possibly listen to this podcast that has ever lived through a national disaster. The, the last one was in the, 1917, I think. You know, we've had wars and so forth, but this is the first time that the, pretty much the entire country has been declared a national disaster area. Again, I went through Katrina and Sandy with my clients so that's where I'm basing the experience from right but at the SBA it, it, I mean just the fact that they got unemployment money out already is amazing they are really they're breaking they're breaking records getting money out and 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 speed records but breaking records for the federal and state government is still kind of slow when you don't know where your next you know paychecks coming from yeah it's going to feel like they're moving at a snail's pace but you know most of the clients i dealt with at sandy they didn't even see a dollar until seven eight months later yeah so that's i don't believe that's going to be the experience here
1: I it's moving a lot quicker than quick. sandy
0: i think it, i think it's kind of good that it's an election year yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably not hurting either prior to when i sent my first email out the application process was daunting I had four people that I trained just to do that. And I was blocking everybody who called in for help with an hour time slot. And now, now I, I have the four people who are book solid, but I always have a room for anyone. needs.
1: You're offering services to help with people consulting with this.
0: Yeah. All, well, yeah, because nobody really knows how to do this kind of stuff. Right. right. It's, all, it's all brand new. I'm literally, I have a, Three times a day, I have a conference call with all my employees who are now working from home. We used to do this in the office. And I update them on what's going on. And we And we update each other on, experience, on the experience.
1: It's really impressive how quickly you rallied and got your email out. Tell me more about small business and the PPP loan.
0: That's the other part of the SBA program. The PPP has to be applied for at your bank or at a bank. in going to be your bank. So that's the one that's probably most problematic for people because the application is relatively simple, but getting a bank to accept it has become quite the problem right now. The big guys are not doing it. It's all the looks, the credit unions, and the community banks. That are, that are taking the applications. Recently, just two days ago, Chase opened up a really nice portal for that application. You have to be a, a Chase customer to do it. Wells Fargo was, wasn't taking any applications. So, and a lot of the bigger banks are kind of reluctant to get into it right now, but they're being forced to. So it's probably going to open up quick. But that one is designed specifically for people with employees. So if you don't have any employees, probably not worth applying for.
1: But for people who have small companies with employees under 500 people, right?
0: Under 500 people, yes. So if you have employees, that application should be already in, or at least you should have it. You can you can get the application on sba.gov, uh, but you can't sum- you can't submit that one through gov. When you submit the disaster relief loan grant application, they just email it to a banker in your zip code, right? So, so but, but they won't let you do that with the the PPP. That has to go directly to a bank, and if you, you, know, if you have a ton of employees and you're, and you're hurting for cash to keep them employed, it's going to feel very frustrating, but that's actually moving at lightning speeds as well. The big banks are, are fighting it a little bit because the federal government took all the big-time fees out of the SBA programs, but SBA, SBA loans traditionally have been very expensive,
1: uh, for a small yeah, business association, a lot,
0: a lot, a lot of closing costs. Yes. Yeah. So, so typically, you know, the banks love them because they're guaranteed by the government, and the and the uh, they have a ton of upfront money. But now they took all that upfront money away, so the banks have been very reluctant to get involved. Uh, they're they're making only a small percentage uh, on the loan. So the, but it will open up, right? Because even. You know, some of the bigger banks have, have already opened up portals, and I, and I heard today, I heard this on the news, so I don't want to tell you it's a guarantee, you know, that even Wells Fargo is going to start taking applications soon. They wouldn't take an application from anybody. I'm a Wells Fargo customer, and they wouldn't take one from me. All, all these benefits are, are based on anyone affected by the coronavirus, right? So it's the, you don't have to actually have it. The you know, The stimulus money is pretty much going to be automatic. So you don't have to really do anything for that. You know, just to summarize, right? The unemployment is something you have to apply for, and you should do that. You Should have done that already. The uh, SBA disaster relief loan slash grant, something you have to apply for, and the and the PPP. Uh, these are all these are all action items, right? The stimulus is just going to happen. And if you don't, if you didn't file your tax return in 18 or 19, well, your information has changed. IRS.gov get on there and and, and update your information.
1: And if people need help on like how to navigate specifically, they can email you, you can set up a consultation with them. Absolutely. So it's hard to kind of cover it all on the podcast. But I think, you know, this has been super helpful. One of my listeners is a branding and creative consultant. He wanted me to ask, do outstanding invoices count towards unemployment?
0: No, you can still collect money that's owed to you. That's that's not necessarily current income. But when you apply for unemployment, you have to call every week and tell them how much you made and then they'll adjust it. Just the state system. Federal money should be pretty much automatic. I don't think they're really going to adjust that. There's there's right. no there's no mechanism.
1: Yeah, it sounds like pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, the the state system will. Like it, it, almost every state that you know that pays unemployment. You have to you have to communicate with them once a week to right. tell them if you work that week. Because if you you are employment for 39 weeks and you work one week, it doesn't you don't lose your unemployment. You just lose it for that week potentially. I, you know, just uh, so applying that theory to the the freelance self-employed people, you probably will not you know lose your unemployment because you collected some old receivables. But and and, and keep in mind too, this is an important point. I'm sorry I didn't get to it already there's uh, most states are actually allowing unemployment if your job has been reduced. So if your income is down right now, you can, but it doesn't have to be zero, right? Because in the past you had to be, you had to be unemployed, zero. But the, uh, but right now, if you've been subject to a pay cut or your hours are significantly reduced, you can still apply for unemployment. And again, the state number is not really as important. If you apply and you, and you get, qualified for a dollar a month, a dollar a week from the state. You're still getting six hundred bucks from the federal government every week. So that's why I'm pushing and urging everyone to apply. Hence those emails. It's a four month program, but I'm sure they'll extend it if they need to.
1: That's great. Hopefully you don't need to. Do you have a crystal ball over there? When do you think based on everything you know that we're gonna come out of this a little bit?
0: I think I think we're probably the end of April will be We'll be in the rebuilding stage. Now, it's not coming back overnight. I can guarantee you that. No. You can look at the experience in China where they've lifted all the restrictions, and there's still nobody's going to restaurants. So I think I think certain certain sectors are going to be significantly impacted for probably for the rest of the year. It'll come back. It's going to take a little time. You know, I remember after 9/11, the airlines couldn't sell a ticket for five cents, right? What was the last time you even thought about that when you bought an airline ticket
1: right so we
0: you know we we as a population tend to forget quickly these things you know, there's a lot of fallout yet to come yeah. I, think that, I, think the, I think I think by the end of April we'll be back in the we'll be starting the rebuilding process,
1: so in addition to educating your clients and being a resource on everything related to taxes and getting unemployment loans and grants, how have you pivoted your business? What are you doing that's new that like you've always wanted to do that you've just never had time to do? Well,
0: actually, this time of year, I'm usually pretty busy. My, my firm works pretty hard. The difference between April 15th this year and, and every year prior um, in my lifetime is i'm working i probably spend 70 percent of my day giving the advice and helping clients achieve these applications the way, the way we just talked about and i have i have four people that are trained three of them are booked solid every half hour for the next two days and and it'll just keep every day it books up the next day we've gone from tax specialists to coronavirus specialists and, and i and i feel very fortunate for the opportunity because a i love to help people and i love to help my clients that's that's what my whole life works been based on
1: yeah and
0: um and i'm also fortunate that you know all my employees are still working i actually hired two new people last week they were people that worked for me in the pack and they, i brought them back
1: that's awesome
0: so you know i'm very lucky in the sense that you know yeah most of my clients aren't paying me right now but they will yeah you know, they, they, they they respect the uh the, the work i'm doing for them and, and the help i'm giving them so it'll all work out fine i'm i'm doing well enough to keep my employees more than full-time. Half of them are on, on, on overtime.
1: So how many people do you have now working for you at your office?
0: Well, we have 17 throughout the whole company in L- L.A., New York, and, and Vegas.
1: And you're in Vegas.
0: I am in lockdown in Vegas, yes. You are. Someone in my building tested positive early on, and uh, we had to go get tested. Everyone who lived in the building had to go get tested, and and we haven't gotten the results back yet. I don't have any symptoms whatsoever, so I feel perfectly confident that I'm not infected. But the, you have to go into complete lockdown if you're in a situation like that.
1: So you live in a building in Vegas, like a condo?
0: Uh, yeah, I live in a condo tower on the Strip in Vegas. Yesterday, I was watching on the Strip. There's people that are taking advantage of this Strip being empty and doing film shoots. And they're they're filming whatever, something that will end up in a movie someday but it's like that's the only activity I see on the strip.
1: And what about you? Are you are you now, so you're not going outside at all? Are you working out inside? I know you've been...
0: I've always had a home office. I have I have a place in New York and, uh, and Vegas, and I've always had a home office. So for me, it's really not uh, all that different. It's just the topic of conversation is different. Yeah. And the anxiety and stress level of the people I'm talking to is significantly increased. That's the part that's probably most affecting me is that I'm, you know, it's the people who are 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 not working right now and don't have the savings and don't have the uh, ability to you know pay their bills. I mean, they, they've got to buy food. Like, those are the those are the ones that kill me. You know, but I'm doing strategic planning for for the, the, the richer, wealthier clients. But you know, it's, it's the it's the clients that just aren't prepared for this. I mean, I have clients at every every end of the spectrum. Um, but they're all small businesses. I don't have any clients that are over 500 employees. Yeah. So the, um, you know, so the, 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 the bigger employers, you know, like, like their stresses, I, I can't believe I can't pay my employee payroll this week. Right. These people have been working for me for 20 years and now I can't pay them. And that's just the reality. They can, they can dump into the business, but then that, that puts everyone at, at risk.
1: You know? Right.
0: a lot of business owners don't have a ton of cash sitting around. They put their money in houses and, and things that you can't convert to cash very easily. And with the stock market down the tubes, although it's pretty pretty nice rally going on right now, you know, selling all your investments off when the stock market's down, you know, eight thousand points, it's not a good idea.
1: Right. <laughs> so people are really trying to figure them, out what
0: to do. Yeah. Yeah. So this this stress is on both sides of the fence. You know, I lost my job, and then and then the other side of the fence is I have I have to furlough my employees. Right. Uh, those are those are very stressful situations for people.
1: Have you been doing but a lot I've of that been, with your clients too? That's
0: all, that's all I talk about all day. You know, again, it's, it's it's 15 hours a day on the phone.
1: That's so hard.
0: But I feel very fortunate to have the ability to do that. You know, again, I don't have to fire my employees. Right. That, that's thrilled to death. That that I can keep them busy and we're generating enough revenue to cover their payroll. And and you know, and I'm just, I totally respect and understand. Stresses that are out there, and I, I live with them through my clients, who I, I consider them family. Mm-hmm. So it's it's painful to deal mm-hmm. with all day. Yeah, but I'm lucky to be in this position, so I have no complaints.
1: And what are you doing to stay fit and healthy?
0: <laughs> is texting exercise? Does texting that, that is is definitely <laughs> exercise. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm burning calories that way
1: to keep your anxiety and stress down.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm an avid workout person. I, I Pretty much train. I have a trainer. Uh, there's a gym in the building. Right? Are you there's allowed to go to the building. gym in
1: the building, or not really?
0: No, it's all closed. I'm not even allowed to really leave the condo uh, because of the, the, the lockdown. I should find out in a day or so if, if I'm cleared. But no, I haven't really been doing much of anything. I, I should be. I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to eat healthier and get some sleep. But that's pretty much the the best I can do right now.
1: And before this all you went know, down, I, you were I, working out at the gym. I, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was working out. Yeah, five six days a week. So, I'm not, I'm not, I'm in I'm in pretty good shape. That's why I'm not too worried about getting the coronavirus. I am 52 years old though, so I have to be concerned. Yeah, but it's right now. It's it's kind of an all out effort to keep my employees sane, keep my uh, keep my clients uh, happy, and and try and give them some sort of relief.
1: This has been so awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I wanna hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove one at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you wanna hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.